What's up, guys? This is Manuel. This is Phoenix. And this is Full Drop Podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone who tuned into our last episode uh, called Today in Sneakers. I think it went really, really well, and we definitely got some good talking points in. Uh, this episode is going to be a really, really cool episode. We got two special guests, but we'll get onto that uh, here in a bit. How do you think our last episode went? Yeah, it went well, man. We had, uh, you know, talking about the, you know, Today in Sneakers and stuff like that's always a fun topic because the game has changed so much and to see where it's at right now is always interesting to talk about you know we have uh you know talking about jc and his deal is really awesome and uh talking about kind of the stock x like i've always wanted to talk about that um you know we always have conversations but we never really put it out like and talked it on you know the air and everything so that's mm-hmm. that's really cool to you know see and um again yeah just thank you for the support guys definitely always appreciate that uh kind of get to something else though you know how's everything been going for you uh, business-wise, it's been going really well. Um, been selling a lot of sneakers. Uh, we're still taking pre-orders for the Travis Scott um, ones that are dropping. There, Jordan ones. I've had I've having a lot of people uh, pre-order those um, Snake Skin Eleven lows that drop next week. We're still taking pre-orders on those too, and of course the much anticipated um, Bread Fours mm-hmm. that they literally just a couple of minutes ago I saw on my Instagram Nike uh, unreleased the official images of them. So. I know everybody wants them, so yeah, just stay on the lookout. We're taking uh, pre-orders for those for 260, uh, men's sizes 8 through 13, and of course, grade school and crib sizes. So yeah, how nice. about you? Uh, it's been going well. You know, we had the the website drop, uh, you know, the spring collection. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, went really well. I love, you know, just how everything went, um, you know, with the photos. You know, I was trying to make it so people could see, you know, how everything looked and tried on and everything, how you can match outfits together. And mm. I think the website really captures that. Um, again, shout out to Fogo. Uh, shout out to Marcos. Shout out to Layton. You know, mm-hmm. they really came through for me and, you know, helping out with that. Um, you know, sales are doing well on there. And then, you know, we're still inside Illust around, um, you know, selling there with Vintage Local here in Des Moines. Uh, so, you know, that's always going well. Uh, but yeah, the website was really, you know, a lot of fun. And uh, we'll be probably doing a sale here next week on the website, just trying yep. to get some of that, you know, kind of stuff out. But yeah, you know, it's been fun doing that and reopening up the website because that's, that's what I started with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I literally, when I started my business, um, I thought, you know, like, you know, with the website, that's something I always wanted to do. So that's something I, you know, care a lot about. So it's cool to mm-hmm. kind of bring that back and do some stuff with it. That's dope. I, I really like the way you did your uh, your website and um, the way you laid it out and all the pictures. I think they definitely turned out dope. That's so, true. yeah. Yeah, but uh, getting into kind of today, uh, you want to talk about kind of who we got, uh, you know, coming on? And... Of course, of course. So, um, today we have two very special guests. They are from uh, Des Moines, Iowa, here locally. Uh, they actually just, like, you know, started like normal uh, people and uh, what's it called? And by that I mean they, you know, didn't start from you know an advantage point or you know come in like with the game and you know already have stuff set they actually struggle to get to where they are right now and that's um angelo and phil from uh tres mente salsa the salsa brothers a lot of people know them i'm really excited to actually sit down and talk with them and get the interview done and um you know like i've been looking for uh forward to this uh interview for a while now and um yeah i think people are definitely gonna like it and of course like the journey and what it took to actually get to where they're at right now and what do they have planned in the future so yeah i'm definitely excited how about you yeah for sure man and then the cool thing like for me that i'm excited about is like i've never met them mm-hmm. you know like i've heard a lot about them um i've heard you know nothing but nice people and everything like that mm-hmm. and the, that's always cool to hear like you know what other people think but um you know it's gonna be cool to just see like what their journey is and stuff like that and 
um, you know, through kind of, I've always been interested in what makes people want to like choose the, you know, the paths that they take for yeah. like their entrepreneurship and like wanting to, you know, like salsa, that's such a random kind of mm-hmm. thing, but like people could say the same about sneakers or vintage, vintage you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, um, it's, it's going to be cool to talk with them about that. And then they're also, you know, sneakerheads and into fashion and too. So, you know, we'll definitely talk about that and, um, ask, you know, definitely some interesting questions and kind of get their input on things and, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I think it's going to be and first time interviewing two people at the same yeah. time, too, which is going to be kind of dope. So, uh, yeah, really, Something really, else. yeah, really excited about this one. So, yeah, let's get into it. This is the Salsa Brothers episode. Sweet. All right. So here we are with the Salsa Brothers. Um, for the people that who don't know who you are, please tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your brand. Yeah, thanks. Hey, first off, I just want to say thank you guys for allowing us to be on this show. Full drop podcast, oh, yeah. the best in the sneaker game. But anyways, my brother and I, my name's Philip. This is my brother, Angelo. We own Trace Mente Salsa. We've been doing this for five years. You can find our salsa in over five states, over 450 grocery stores throughout the Midwest. My brother and I, long, plain and simple, we're just hustlers, man. Um, born entrepreneurs from salsa. We used to sell, you know, when we were younger, we used to sell baseball cards, did lemonade stands. We had a textbook concierge service called studybuddybook.com. Um, and then we landed on Trace Mentes, uh, going on our five, fifth year of business. And we're just, we're looking to just take over the salsa game, man. So thanks again for having us, guys. No problem. Uh, how'd you guys get started uh, with salsa, I should say? That's a great question. We pretty much got st- started by accident, to, to be honest with you. My brother and I have no food background. We don't know the difference between a habanero to a ghost pepper and all that. But yeah. what we do know is just when we when we have something uh, to run with it, and, and pretty much how we got started was on our mom's kitchen counter. We just started tinkering with ingredients, um, and I just vividly remember telling Phil to write down the recipe because we don't know the difference between it. We wanted to make it the same. So, yeah, that's kind of how we got started, brought it to work. Random people started saying they liked it and wanted to pay for it, and we've just been running ever since. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask, like, why? Because it is, like, sort yeah. of, uh, like, when people think about salsa, they don't think really, like, oh, it's, uh, I'm going I'm to salsa, selling salsa. Yeah. Why, especially, did you guys do salsa in particular? That's a great question, Manny. So honestly, the reason why we stopped at Salsa and not the other ventures was because it was a simple product that we could streamline very fast. And it was one product, unlike our previous businesses, whether it was, you know, like I said, we were in the textbook uh, concierge service. Um, It was a lot of different clients for that business. But for Salsa, man, it's just us, one product scale can happen as fast as possible and it's just taking this to the next level so like my brother said we have no culinary background but once we knew we had a product that we loved and we believed in and we got into the stores that we needed to get into or the platforms we just it was off to the races man so to answer your question man salsa just fell in our lap we took it and ran with it definitely Uh, how do you think you guys have grown you know with starting with salsa and kind of in that food industry and how do you think your business has grown from the start to kind of like where you guys are at now? Yeah. It, it's grown a lot, but it's taken, you know, am I good too on it? Close yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. It's grown a lot. Really. We just, uh, there's obviously been a lot of obstacles and challenges, but, uh, I mean, we, when we first started, we were in about 20 to 30 stores. Now we're in about like 500 stores. And I feel like I'm just each, each week is a, is a new challenge, but in, it's like a new state that we're, we're going into. So yeah, it's, uh, it's grown a hundred X. Definitely. 
Uh, would you say that you guys, so with getting into those stores and everything, um, something I've always been curious about because I've, I've watched like other, you know, companies and stuff like that try to get into those like either big box stores or like grocery stores, stuff like that. Um, would you say it was a difficult process to get in that? Did it take a lot of hustling, like as you say, and um, networking or is it about who you knew or how did you guys kind of get into those partnerships? Yeah, man, it takes it, to take a business, any business, whether it's the sneaker game, whether it's the food industry, it's the same type of hustle, right? You got to take this product, take this sneaker, and you got to get it in as many hands as possible. And you got to hope that those hands like what they're holding. So what we did is that we, it, to answer your question, man, it was a hustle. Yeah, it took five years to get us to the levels that we're at right now. And I still feel like we're at ground zero. Um, you know, we went from, we, we'd bootleg you know, it was a bootleg operation for us. So it was farmers markets, craft shows, just hitting the pavement and just getting it out to the people. Similar to sneakers, man, it's just you have to constantly be putting this product out. And so, yeah, go ahead, Joe. And you just really have to do your homework. Uh, you have to first understand what you're getting yourself into before you start mass selling it to everybody. Definitely. And that's uh, like Phil said, it doesn't matter what you're selling. Uh, the reason why certain people are successful is because they're just they're just savants at what they know in that industry, whether it's sneakers, whether it's laptops, salsa, you name it. So, yeah. yeah. Where would you guys, you know, kind of like to see this business take from now to five years from now? We're on a mission, man, to take this company into the multi-millions. And I say that not in a cocky any type of way but when you get to certain levels you get you gain a certain level of confidence before just like when we started we were those kids just happy that someone was trying our stuff now we're at levels where we're sitting in conference rooms with buyers executives big decision makers that literally with one swoop of the pen they take us from one store to 500 stores in that so our mission, man, is to really take this company to where Anzo and I have always thought we could take it through our talents. That's dope. I, I wanted to switch kind of topics right now since, you know, in, in the podcast we talk about sneakers, fashion, and you guys just told us about yourself. I want to get into my favorite talk, uh, topic is sneakers. So um, what's you guys' go-to sneakers? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. I feel like everything off-white, fear of gods, um... I mean, I'm rocking, I'm rocking some Pumas. I mean, I like those, but yeah, I mean. Favorite yeah, ste- I like sneakers, go-to, man. I'm a comfort guy, so obviously Boost Technology, um, runners, things that keep me on the go, things that are comfortable, um, but just classic sneakers, man. I know Phoenix and I talked earlier, Jordan 1s, but then again, my, my, uh, my coming up of Jordan was the 11s, the 12s, 13s, just like everybody else. If you were rocking those bread 12s or something, you just – it made you feel like Mike, you know. So obviously Jordans are big, but nowadays, man, it's these. It's like Anzo said, these Designer, Fear of Gods, yeah, these yeah. Jerry Lorenzo collabs, all of this, even these Balenciagas and all this stuff, man. It's just it becomes, it's culture now. But Jordans, runners. Nice. Yeah, cause that comfort, you know, in it every day, especially. I see you guys on Instagram, man. You guys are moving from city to city, yeah. you know, doing meetings and meetings. Like you can't have an uncomfortable shoe, you know. Yeah. When you're, you know, doing all that. So yep. I can understand with the boost and everything. Um, I also see that you guys work out a lot and like kind of you know try to hit the gym in the mornings and stuff. Um, is there like a go-to you know sneaker that you either hoop in or work out in? I just wear my Nike Reacts, uh, the Elements. I, yeah. yeah, just a nice comfortable shoe, and then occasionally the Yeezy, yeah, three fifty model, just because it's a just wearable, comfortable workout shoe. 
Yeah, man. Just similar to Angelo, when I do my day-to-day workouts, it's usually boosts. So I like to, you know, obviously when I'm running, I'm doing any type of stuff like that comfort wise. But when I'm on the court, man, if I can, the most comfortable Jordan that I've actually worn is, I would say the 11s just because it's, it holds, I like a higher top type of, you know, the high top shoes. Um, But really nowadays, man, you can, you can ball in some, in in really a lot of comfortable kicks these days. So I want to talk about since you guys said those love of sneakers and stuff like that, and you guys work out in them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, have you guys always like had that love for sneakers, or you guys always felt like you guys had that connection to sneakers? I don't know. I mean, because we got our first pair of Jordans. I just remember like my grandma bought us our first pair of Jordans, and this is like back like when the twelves were new. Like I had the taxis. That was my first first pair and then i remember mark my youngest brother got the red ones i don't know what those are called but the red 12s and i remember that was my first pair but it was it's always just been jordan's and then i remember you had ken griffey's i mean yeah we all say like we like shoes since we were honestly man we used to rock t-max alan iverson's the questions the iverson honey they called them the honeycombs with the double but those are like the shoe because it was always t-mac Um, yeah trace mcgrady's the alan iverson's and then like we got obviously with the jordans and whatnot yeah yeah, so I think, I, yeah, we've probably liked shoes since we were, like, 12 because we've loved basketball. Yeah. And with basketball comes yeah. shoes, you know. Well, and you guys know this, too, man. Yeah. It's like when you're wearing a nice pair of kicks, it's like your outfit is complete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you feel like you're the man. Yeah. You step yeah. out. You could be wearing just a, a white T-shirt, khakis, yeah. but if you're rocking a really nice pair of shoes, you feel like you're the man, yeah. you know. And I, I know your guys' as viewers and your listeners, I mean, your listeners can, can certainly relate to that as well. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about a sneaker that just came out. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys seen it. The Yeezy Clays, they they're kind of like um, I would say like a pinkish salmon color. The one that just about, yeah, the 350 model. Yeah. Ah man, I I'm personally like I don't want any more 350s. I, I don't I want a new model, but that color I I don't I don't like it personally. Yeah, but I can see why people do. It's just hard to put together with outfits. Why do you say you don't want any more 350s? Yeah, just uh, everybody's got them. It's just yeah. it's just it's. It's, there's too many, and I feel like every release is a 350, and it's just the same model. I like looking at different silhouettes. That's why I bought these Pumas. I don't even know what model they are, just from the silhouette. But um, yeah, I just new silhouettes. Yeah. Um, getting more into uh, sneaker business, and like our last episode, we spoke about JC and American Eagle. If you guys had a choice to run one sneaker company, what would it be, and why? <laughs> these are awesome questions. <laughs> yeah. You go first, Phil. I feel like I'm one sneaker company, and it could be big or small, or it could be underground, it could be mainstream. Honestly, man, you got to go with the king, and that's. I mean, I would like to see what I like to manage and see what it'd be like to be behind the closed doors at Nike, just because I want to see at that level the innovation from. You know, like I was just talking with Phoenix too. It's like they go from Vapor Maxes now. Pretty soon, these kids are gonna put their foot in that shoe, and it's gonna be like Back to the Future too, where them power laces are gonna happen, and they already are happening. So I would say Nike on a sole aspect of they're just I want to learn from the best, and I want to see what it's like at that level. but yeah, man, it's it, there's so many to choose from. And I'd have to say Nike too, because doesn't that that oversees Virgil and Off White? Yeah, so yeah. if you're managing Nike, you're managing yeah. Off White. So yeah, I'd have to agree with them. Yeah, that's true. It'd be cool to see the mm-hmm. yeah a lot of those collabs and stuff. You know, the thing that I, I chose Nike also like when I was you know when we were thinking about this is uh, with Nike, it'd be cool to see because you know now they're at the peak of everything and how to maintain that peak because a lot of yeah. people you know you get to that point but how do you maintain that point and keep on thinking of new innovative things and everything that's yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and I love how sneakers have really crossed over into the the culture of hip hop. Yeah. You know, before like when I was younger, it was all about Michael Jordan. It was all about sport. But now you have these guys coming in. Yeah. I mean, what was the latest collab that they did? Yeah, I, Travis, yeah, Travis yeah. Scott. Uh, you know, they're just getting into the culture yeah. and like when you start seeing rappers like Drake collab with Jordan, it just becomes a whole different type of element. So it's just cool seeing that type of innovation. What do you guys, uh, you spoke about innovation. What do you think about the whole deal with American Eagle and Urban Necessities and how um, we were just listening to their uh, Jeffrey, uh, not Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Staples. Jeff Staples, yeah. there you go, uh, podcast where he had JC on there. What do you guys think about the whole deal with Urban Necessities and American Eagle? To me, it doesn't make sense, but it could also be genius because it's just so different. And I, I'm all about zigging when everybody's zagging. And you can't count JCL. I mean, he obviously has a calculated. There's a reason why he wanted position with it. It's just like an oxymoron. It's like American Eagle does not fit with street. You know what I mean? Because you just walk by their their store. It's very it's a different. different. It's a vibe. It's yeah. a different vibe. So yeah, to me, it doesn't make sense. But he could be a genius. You know. Yeah, man, you'd be surprised. Yeah. He, he like people that make those big calculated decisions have to be they're they're planning something oh, big. Yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't partner with that type of company if he wasn't going to completely yeah. take it to another yeah. level. Yeah. And I like what he's doing. I mean, it's different. And the fact that we're talking about it yeah. is why he's doing exactly. it. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to direct our conversation about fashion cuz I know both of you guys love fashion. What brands are you liking at the moment and why? I mean, I shop at Zara a lot. I mean, just because it's good quality for the price and um, they're up there with like the designs and everything. But uh, I don't know, like brands. I, I don't really go towards specific brands of clothing. If it looks dope, I rock it. You know what I mean? It, the price doesn't really matter. Sure, I love some some designer pieces, but it's just, it's expensive, you know? So. Yeah. I buy through emotion, man. So I'll take it. I, you know, obviously I shop at the bigger name brands. I go to Zara. I go to H&M. I go to, but what I've been doing lately and what I've been really proud of saying is that I like seeing guys hustling on their own sneak or their own sneaker grinds, their own clothing grinds. So, you know, I try to stay as local as possible. You know, I try to support as many local brands as possible. Um, just because I feel the emotion in every time I purchase a piece of clothing from them. And just like us in the, in the, the food game, it means the world to me when someone buys one container of fresh salsa at the grocery store. So I know when that feeling reciprocates when I go up to someone and I buy their piece of clothing that they literally screen printed or they made late last night. That's really what I like, like to mess with nowadays. It's different because, you know, you have – when you go to like an H&M Zara and stuff like that, you know, you buy those clothes but like – you don't know on the other end, like they're not like saying, "Oh, thanks for you know right. having our stuff and everything like that." You see when you buy like the homie stuff or you know just local brands, you see exactly like you talk to the person generally who made the stuff or thought of the idea of everything. So yeah, man, it's huge too. And with social media nowadays, and you guys are both young, and so you guys instantly get what we're what this whole approach is is yeah. these smaller type of companies can act as if they're Nike through social media. So when I see a, you know, a made for mankind, when I see a foreign gents, when I see any type of local brand and I see their marketing plan on social media, I don't think any different than when I see a Nike commercial or a Nike ad come through my newsfeed. So being the power that it is the internet, you guys, people who can come up on local, uh, you know, uh, sneakers and local clothing brands can really make a big impact nowadays. Uh, I wanted to speak about your influencers and you spoke about there's a lot of influencers online how people can use 
you know the internet uh, to their advantage. What are your guys' fashion influencers? Oh yeah, there's. I mean Kanye. I like why. Who doesn't like watching what his? Um, Jerry Lorenzo. I mean. Yeah, that's. I mean, I follow, but there's a lot of Instagram accounts that I, that I look at to get inspiration from. But off the top of my name, I can't. I'd have to go through and like. But those are the two right off the bat. The big name that everybody would know, Kanye and yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah, obviously bigger names, Kanye. But for the most part, man, I always like to see what um, what individual shops put out. So influencers within my local area, if they're coming out with new sneaker, well, not just sneakers, but if they're coming out with outfits that match the sneakers that Kanye's or Kanye's putting out, um, that certainly helps. But yeah, man, there's just so much out there. So you get on Instagram, it doesn't even need to be a superstar yeah. celebrity. It could be just a guy that I like. It could be yeah. a Kais that you see yeah. on YouTube. It could oh, yeah. be, you know, a Jose Zaniga. Me, I'm more of the refined style. So I, I, I you know, I watch guys like Jose Zaniga. Um, I'm trying to think of some other people, but it, the list can yeah. go on and on. Yeah, well, you spoke about influencers, and we also spoke about the whole JC and uh, American Eagle uh, thing that went on. What do you guys think about retail market changing, like stores closing, malls emptying, and stuff like that? I don't know about you fellas because your guys are still pretty young, man. A lot of these kids ain't going to the malls no more, man. I'm walking. I just went out there with my fiance uh, to our local mall probably two weekends ago, and I'm seeing I'm seeing these stores close yeah, yeah. one by one by one, and I'm just seeing the market, the internet take over, yeah. and so pop up shops are getting huge, and I think that that's where the market's heading. I think that. Um, you know, obviously Amazon, the giant that is Amazon is taking over um, and people just got to adapt to it. Uh, more importantly, the vendors need to adapt to it, ad adapt to it. The, you know, people that own brick and mortar stores need to adapt to it because when it's so easy to take a click of that button and you're, you got your off whites and they're being yeah. shipped to you, it, it brings a whole level of difference to the game. Do you think it's a mindset like of corporate people? Like, I don't, I don't want to say older people in age, but like you know that corporate mindset of everything has to be corporate everything has to be a certain way do you think that's why a lot of these malls and stores are closing they're just afraid of change it's been working for the past 30 to 40 years and then along came social media the internet and now it's at scale and now all these big corporate people are backpedaling behind closed doors they don't want to admit it but they're they're backpedaling behind closed doors and it really comes down to now just brand who can really build brands because that's what will get someone to come into a, a brick and mortar store still if the brand is strong enough and people mess with it you know yeah man it's just they got lazy yeah. in my opinion i feel like the bigger corporate retail giants just got lazy they fell in love with the idea that was hot in the 90s mm -hmm. and they just didn't decide to innovate and adapt to the changes and now they're just trying to they're stuck in their old ways like angela was saying yeah, that's why like how I feel about it is, like you guys were saying, like no, you don't change and adapt, and with everything, you have to adapt to what everybody's doing outside. Yeah. And that's why a lot of, like, with the online, I thought a lot of these stores that are closing, like, why don't they adapt to, like, trying to do a lot of these online things? Like, if you look at, like, just for instance, some of the big box places, so like Walmart, Target, they switched to doing, you know, some two-day shipping with things. Like, mm -hmm. Walmart does two-day shipping on, like, a certain amount spent. Uh, Target, you know, like, they have the pickup by online order, stuff like that. Like, yeah. That's what a lot of these businesses should have done, but like you guys were saying, like the mindset of we don't need to change the things is, is just not. Yeah. I just feel like Bezos is a genius. Jeff Bezos, oh, yeah. the CEO oh, of yeah. Amazon, 
and he's making everybody better. It's either evolve or die. Yeah. That's really it, you know. I had to ask you guys a quick question too, man. When was the last time you went into like a footlock or a finish line? Besides buying anything that was a release, mm-hmm. I mean, how many kids are really stepping in these stores and buying? I mean, they're going to these sneaker yeah, stores. They're going to online. They're yeah. going to all these other platforms. So it's yeah. just like that right then and there. I know the listener probably can relate to that mm-hmm. easily is that yeah. – you're just not stepping in buying generic. Can we cuss on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not stopping in buying generic shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going in here and trying to find heat. Exactly. And for yeah. the most part, these malls ain't got heat. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what they're seeing is rappers wearing these shoes. Yeah. And if you aren't selling these shoes in this store, then I'm getting them somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. that's why you have Goat and you have StockX yeah. and that's why you have Illustround. So it's cool. just that simple. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it is. I feel like a lot of a corporate is, you know, stuck on. You guys said that same mindset. And I totally agree. And I, I was just just thinking about your question. I don't, I don't really ever go to a full locker, really, because you know, a lot of times they don't have the certain shoes that I mm-hmm. want. I do feel like a yeah. lot of the influencers have an influence in that. You know, like yeah. Con, you said, Kanye West or yeah. um, Travis Scott. They come out with the shoe. Well, where am I going to go? Where the shoes at? Or full locker? Where it's just the same stuff. Yeah, it's what yeah. they buy what they see on TV and yeah, what's yeah. cool. So just put that in the store (laughs) yeah nowadays everybody just wants to be different man nobody wants to wear the same thing everybody's just trying to find their wave they're trying to find their vibe and finish lane ain't got the good vibes right now (laughs) i feel like so all they carry like for the most part and like it's no disrespect no no disrespect to the foot lockers and finish lines out there (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know a lot of times they'll carry like your gr jordan one they'll carry like some Reebok, you know like simple stuff and like if they adapted and everything and like worked that's why i mean like footlocker did invest into what go right yeah. yeah yeah so like that's that's a smart move because they're starting to see hey these hype shoes are making difference maybe we could work with something but you know finish line they've closed like a lot of stores because they are still with the same business model of, right. you know hooping shoes athletic shoes like that's what sells but it's changing like people still want that but it's changing into like your hype shoes and stuff so yeah Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, with the mall, like, like I work part time at Dillard's, like you know, just as a so I go. I'm at the mall, every, you know, like a lot of different days out of the yeah. week, and even on Saturdays, it's not busy anymore. Like, it's, yeah. and that's at Jordan Creek. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's it's technically scary. the mall. It's like, scary, you know, yeah. and like it's it's they need to kind of open up to maybe some smaller businesses and stuff. I think. Yeah, man, that would be awesome. I'll make a prediction real quick. Five years, mm. we're gonna be acting like malls or blockbusters out exactly. here. I'll be honest with you. I think that's where it's heading, and I think. Our kids' kids or my nephews mm-hmm. who didn't even know what a – they didn't even know what a disc mint was. Yeah, they didn't know what a yeah, CD yeah. player was. They didn't know what Blockbuster is. Just yeah. like we didn't know what A-Tracks were yeah. and all these other things, people are going to be like, what were mall – like you you guys used to physically walk yeah. into places and what? buy stuff? Yeah, like, huh? Like a day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- I'm on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'm here in like two days. Uh, so I'm glad that Ooh. you brought that point up about GOAT and how they invested mm-hmm. into Full Locker. Uh, well, actually, Full Locker invested into GOAT. Which I think it's crazy because when if if you're caught at Full Locker, if you're caught reselling, that's that yeah. you'll get fired for that. Right. That's true. And I just think it's crazy how you know the Full Locker were so against reselling and even their their the, their employees that were working for them, and then now they're investing in a reselling platform. What do you guys think about that? And you guys think that you know a lot of corporate people are you know kind of starting to get the lingo of how things are starting to change and stuff like that. Yeah, man, the reselling market. It's I think it's great. I think it's I think it's awesome, man. It's it's entrepreneurship at its finest. It's capitalism, man. Like survival of the fittest. If you got what the market wants and you know how to push it, then you should survive and you should flourish. 
And I think a lot of corporate people, I think a lot of the people in the corporate sector need to bring guys just like you guys in because they need to listen and hear out what you guys have to say because you guys are the heartbeat to the market. You know what's coming in, you know what's being released, and you know what's hot. And it's just that parent saying, well, I know more than you do, but you don't. And I feel like this full drop podcast is a perfect example of what corporate should really start listening to because you guys are the culture. You guys dictate where the market goes. Well, we sell salsa, you guys sell shoes, but were we, but why the reason why we're both excelling at what we do is we're as close to the customer as possible. And those are the brands that win. That's why we can compete with Tostitos and all these other big name brands because A, we have the phone, which is the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And we know how to stay as close to the customer because we're listening to the customer. We're actually interacting with the customer. That is true. I I think that definitely a lot of corporate people need to step up their game. I wanted to switch uh, topic now to music. Um, Who are you listening to uh, today? I mean, that new Nav album is fire. I I mean, Phil put me on that. That's fire. I mean, Dave East. Yeah. Lil Baby. I honestly like... Future. Yeah, Future. I mean, obviously, you get the mainstream guys like Drake and Future and and whatnot, but I just like listening to people that are talking about getting it. Mm -hmm. And not just from a money financial aspect, but they're just... They're talking about mindset. They're talking about pushing people forward. And it isn't just hating on everything or anybody on stepping on anybody. I like hustler rappers. So, I mean... I like Rick Ross, Meek yeah. Mill. I like listening to Big Sean. Hell, I even like listening to Puff Daddy too. When he yeah. when Puff's on there he's and he's the just ultimate, talking yeah. about like and Jay Z, of course. Um, but yeah, I just like to listen to anybody who's trying to talk about getting it and taking it to the next level. It's motivating motivation, yeah. man. Yeah. Even local artists too. Yeah. What's some albums? Because you, you're saying obviously naming some uh, artists. What are some albums or songs that have inspired you or meant a lot to you? Great question. No idea. I have to. I'd have to think for a while. Man, I mean, I just, Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, and I. I mean, not so much yeah. albums. I. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't think of albums right off the top of my head. But it's always those lyrics that mm-hmm. certain artists hit. Yeah. Like obviously, Jay Z will say yeah. something that's just like, yeah. boom. You know. Um. You know. I like Big Sean talks about just just levels and moves and and, and calculation. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. Trying to think, I know Ansel. We it's that Diddy album that has all about the Benjamins on it. Oh, MMM. Yeah, MMM. And he just no, no, no. It's uh, it's even before that. Oh, it's even before that. Yeah, it's a, it's no way out. That 1997 Puff Daddy album. That's mine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just motivation type of stuff that inspires us because. I mean, guys, we sell salsa for a living. Like the food industry is not sexy. Yeah. The sneaker game is sexy. Yeah. The hip hop game, it's it's a sexier industry. But we think on that level, level just the same way that Rick Ross talks about Wingstop yeah. and him investing and and him just trying to take his whole team up is the same way I talked to Angela. I was like, man, we got to get it like Rick Ross. Yeah. Like we got it. Like we just yeah, it's that motivation yeah, exactly. factor, you know. That's what um, nice, yeah. But those are like those type of songs. Um, anything with a lyric that really just just like. Get, let's go you know just that let's go type of stuff and uh one uh, other question i don't know if you guys know the old town road song by Lil nas x Not, yeah uh is it a country song that's, that's kind of a debate that we've been having <laughs> like to get your input they on. played it at the fashion show oh it was nice. like i don't want to sing because I mean, i'm gonna butcher <laughs> it but 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think it is a country song. I mean, I mean Billy Ray Cyrus was yeah. on the remix. I mean, I yeah. think that makes it. I mean, it can break your heart, man. That's gonna yeah. put yeah. it into it. I'll play it for you. After. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. my question to you guys is, how do you feel about? Do you feel that some type of songs people go a little too edgy when it comes to things like that, or do you like when people go step that line over where it's just like, man, they're ri- just like yeah. we're talking about American Eagle. Like, yeah. do you like that risk? Do you like I that like risk? risk man. Like, yeah. You know, because a lot of great things have happened because people. T- took the line over yeah i've started different things and everything so i feel like why can't a you know a hip-hop artist go into like you know country why can't this person go into this field you know because a lot of great things can happen if you take a risk you know like mm. you know like jaybo was talking about you know taking a leap on things so uh yeah i really i like the song first of all but like just taking a different risk into something can really uh uh, you know, impact something. And that he's young. He's like, yeah, what, he's, he's 20. No, just turned 20. 20? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah cool, he's, man. he's 20. And I just think it's crazy how, because I haven't heard anything from him be, uh, be, before that. No, so he, I, he I just blew up. With yeah, song, I just yeah. think that's crazy how one song, you know, a lot of people were like kind of putting it down because they're saying, oh, it's kind of country. Like, mm-hmm. who listens to country anymore? And it blew him up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Um, and kind of just wrap things up. First of all, we do want to, you know, thank you guys thank for you. stopping by. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Is yeah. there really anything or kind of something you guys want to leave the listeners, uh, you know, motivational, anything like that? Just kind of something, a couple last words that you want to leave our viewers and listeners? I mean, you have something. I have, I have something too, but I mean, you, you got something different. Um, I, my, my thing is just uh, invest your time and high upside things like this this podcast invest your do your main hustle but have a side hustle that has tremendous upside because honestly for the first 25 years of my life i followed the rules dude i followed hey go to this college get this job do this and you're on your way to success and then i finally got to that job and i was like what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Is this it? And, that, and when you don't have high upside, that is the most crushing thing that you can have. But when you have, that's the reason why Phil and I are so happy every day is because we have tremendous upside. Like the cards are positioned in our favor and we are in control. So high upside. Touche to that. But hey, man, if I could leave the listeners with anything from a motivational standpoint for any of you entrepreneurs out there, for anybody that's just looking to take it to the next level in anything in their life, the one thing I would leave you guys is this. The power of the internet is real, fellas. And here's the thing. There's not a lot of people that realize it right now mm-hmm. but when you when it really starts going and it i mean granted there are people there's a lot of people but there aren't mm-hmm. and what i always like to say is just like what you guys are doing here at this podcast mm-hmm. you're literally just taking the steps forward to getting your name out there and that's huge because this thing called the cell phone everybody's got one everybody has that big screen that they look at every single day whether they wake up or they go to bed you can learn any very you sorry let me, you can learn everything to get anything you want out of life if you just use this and you learn from people just like you guys and you learn from other listeners on this podcast if you want to get it you can get it you just got to actually know what the hell is going on so yeah man anyways shout out to you guys for allowing us to be on this podcast yeah i want to say where can where can people find you yeah, man. So anyways, you can find us. Uh, it's called Trace Mente Salsa. Um, you can find us in pretty much every grocery store all over the Midwest. We're in seven. Well, we were, we're in five states now going on six and seven. Um, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Kansas, you name it, anywhere. Um, you can usually find us in, in grocery store chains such as Hy-Vee. Um, Lunds and Byerly's. Just look out for the gold labels. Obviously, we'll, we'll put more of the information out there. Um, 
And then also to let you guys know, we're filming a, a vlog YouTube web series. We got our videographer over here, R rated. We're we're gonna be releasing our episode two, Chasing Gold Twenty Five Eight. Take a look, check it out, check it out. You'll find it. Um, we'll be posting up on the YouTube sites, all the social media platforms. But really, man, just giving people the day in a life, yeah. inside look. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> Again, special thanks to the Salsa Brothers that came through. I think the episode went very, very well. It was, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I feel like it was something different with them since, you know, we've had uh, people that, you know, do like vintage and stuff like that. And we had our homie, like I said, Bowie, human. But I think it was different having someone who, um, two brothers that really came together and started like a salsa company, which is, you never really hear of, yeah. you know, like salsa to me at least it's so random but it worked out for them and they took the risk and i th- i loved hearing their journey and you know obviously having our listeners um uh listen to their journey and you know kind of get inspired by that how do you think it went yeah i thought it went really well i think uh kind of the motivation that you can you know you can see that they're grinding every single day and that's something that you know we really want you guys to kind of capture from like whoever we interview is like these people grind these people you know came you know from nothing and started you know something and um like you were saying you know it's it's people might ask why did we have like you know someone from salsa yeah or whatever our food industry on like our podcast because you know people are always in the same things but also like the main goal is to show you know people that are either from here or around here that have a story Mm -hmm. to tell and then also to you know motivate people yeah kind of show how you know they're coming up and everything and um, I didn't know how many stores they were in. That's, that's yeah, amazing. it is crazy. That's crazy. I thought they were like in a couple high mm. D's and stuff like that. And like, no, that's that's nuts, man. But, and I, I love I love you know having people like that on it on the podcast, especially they're local. You mm. know what I mean? And like a lot of people don't realize how much potential there is in Iowa. And like, you just gotta take the risk and you know go for your dreams, achieve your dreams. And I I love that we had them on and they really told their story. And I hope you know our listeners got something out of that where they're. You know, they're trying to get into, like, sneakers, vintage, or whatever they might be trying to get into. I hope they really took something out of their message and their journey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, with that, uh, we definitely want to wrap this episode up. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, just a couple things where you guys can listen to the podcast. Uh, you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, and the Anchor app. Uh, you guys can follow me uh, at rav phoenix on instagram and then my shops page at rise again vintage you can follow manny at um you can follow me my personal is 99 manny um my shops uh instagram is at 90 spelled out underscore n-i-n with the number nine at the end so it's kind of confusing but yeah again thanks for listening this yeah. has been another episode of full, full drop, drop podcast. podcast peace